0: Hi, I'm Naram, and I've watched over 11,000 hours of… Okay, Nagam,
1: we get it. You're a watching machine.
0: Oh, hey, Nano. Well, you have a lot of catching up to do. I know, and that's why I'm here, binge-watching with you all the way from Toronto. Welcome to Watching Machine. Today, we're going to talk about one of our favorite shows, Grace and Frankie. The show is about two women who find out that their lawyer husbands are in love with each other and want to get married to each other. Now that Grace and Frankie are divorced, they have to adjust to a new life as single women in their mid 60s. Nano, what appealed to you about the show? What got you watching it?
1: I mean, did you just hear the plot of this show? (laughs) This is amazing. It's such a unique story portraying older women um, with a very real life story that could happen to anyone but also it has this amazing comedic twist uh, with two legendary actresses. Um, in terms of what got me watching it, I remember the trailer coming up on Netflix and you know it looked interesting so I let the one episode play and of course after first after the first, first episode I was completely hooked.
0: Yeah same here. Uh, what I love about Grace and Frankie is how they've redefined what it means to be a woman in her sixties. Because in my mind, it's when people retire and they have TV dinners, they live in a retirement community, or in the case of our Arab culture, um, the parent hops around, you know, cities or countries from one kid's house to another um, stays there for like three to six months and then moves. And it's like, just kind of temporary living until, I don't know t- their time runs out. I know that sounds really cold and insensitive, but you know, growing old looks like in my mind it's it's kind of weird. Um so it was really refreshing to see them. And I didn't grow up watching The Golden Girls, but I'm familiar with it, so I feel like this show is a more fresh and modern take. On the topic, in terms of what it means to age and what it means to be in your sixties and seventies and living that side, that half of your life, has the show made you rethink aging or embrace it differently?
1: Mm, I think it has, in some ways. To be honest, the show it portrays older women in a very unique way. Um, it shows this huge challenge that they go through at the very beginning, and you know, for a woman in her sixties to go through something life changing it's like, where do you go from there? You know, we are, like you said, as an Arab, we are raised with this, I think it's a stigma around aging, especially for women, that after a certain age, there's only so much you can do. And there's things that you need to have, there's things you need to have achieved by a certain age. And if you hit that, you know, that ceiling, it's like, there's nowhere to go from there. But the show definitely shows you that You know, there's always time for a fresh start. And Grace and Frankie go through it in such an inspiring way. They're hit with this harsh reality that their life as they know it is now, is gone. And they really need to, it's like, you know, you either take action now or you're just going to be stuck in limbo forever. Personally, when I reflect on this, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now. And it has definitely made me rethink what aging means for me. And watching that show is definitely inspiring in that, you know, there's, there's no it's never too late to chase after what you want. There's no cap on what you can achieve after a certain age. And in to- today's world, I really, you know, I would hope that there are different expectations for us now as we age and that we don't have that, you know, we're not locked in that mentality or that stigma anymore. And I want to give credit to the show for, like I said, you know, especially pointing it out from the perspective of an older woman.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, personally, I don't believe in that linear journey where there are like pit stops along the way that you and or certain milestones that you have to to hit especially you know in our arab culture it's it's kind of expected i, I feel like that's kind of breaking down a little bit and but yeah it's still it's still there in terms of what you can do when you reach a certain age like when in your 50s or, or 60s in in terms of like real life as much as i love how Grace and Frankie, you know, really expanded our horizons in that sense. They also reminded me of a couple of Instagram influencers that I follow. Iris Apfel, who I think is like 98 years old now. Wow. She's like a huge fashion icon. She's amazing. She's so inspiring. And Lynn Slater, who is known as the accidental icon, also in the fashion field, she's about, she's in her mid sixties as well. They're so, they're just so influential in the field of fashion. And, you know, they both started at a very, you know, so called late age, you know, so to speak. They're not, you know, in their twenties or whatever. They're, they're quite a lot more senior. So, and I follow them both. I've been following them actually for years and it's just really, you know, I, I feel like we need to see more shows like Grace and Frankie to pave the way for more irises and Lynn. I agree. Absolutely. And you're right. Like, you know, as you age different expectations and I think the expectations shouldn't matter. I I think just, you know, live for you, uh, I think, you know, is one of the main messages that that this show uh, has and they do destigmatize a lot. A big part of the show are Grace and Frankie's kids. Grace has two daughters, Brianna, who is set to take over the beauty company her mom built, and Mallory, who's a stay-at-home mom. Frankie has two adoptive sons, Coyote, who's a recovering addict, and Bud, who is also set over to take over his dad's law firm once he retires. We see how the kids try to control their parents' lives with the intention to help and how Grace and Frankie try to shut it down every time. You're on the floor. Mom, are you all right? don't move we really should call an ambulance what's wrong with you people back up back up uh, i'm sorry you guys are blocking a fire exit and my manager heather's gonna freak out we should
1: call an ambulance what the hell brian did you even call 911 she says she's fine does she look fucking fine stop just call them hi an old lady fell oh, don't, don't oh. Just revealing reviewing your x-rays he'll be right with you yeah you said that an hour ago
0: she means thank you i'm gonna go call mallory no don't call mallory she'll make it a thing this is not a thing okay then i'm gonna go get some ice i don't need ice then i'm just gonna leave for a minute because i have to and i think a lot of us can relate to this reversed role dynamic with our parents i definitely do i tend to check which movies or tv shows are appropriate for my parents to watch like they used to do to me when I was a kid I also find myself worrying more about their well-being and if they're taking their vitamins or medications if they're getting exercise and with the pandemic of course making sure they stayed at home and stayed safe do you find yourself in a similar situation
1: Hmm. I really love how you always bring these questions you know back from these characters to us I enjoy that a lot Grace and Frankie's kids like you said You know, these characters are all so individual in the sense, you know, they're all on their own journeys. I really enjoy them as part of the show. I enjoy the dynamic between the mothers and the children. But if I relate it back to myself, I don't think I have a similar dynamic, you know, even to what you're mentioning, especially now that I'm continents away from my parents. I'm not as hands on with them. And now with the pandemic, of course, checking on them. Are they wearing their masks? Are they getting vaccinated? But I'm definitely not as hands-on as a lot of other kids, I guess, are with their parents. The one, I think, example that comes to mind for me is that I recently installed Netflix or gave my dad access for Netflix. It was his first time using it. So I tried to walk him through, you know, this is how you can find your favorite shows, your favorite movies. He likes a lot of action stuff and mafia stories. And, you know, I just absentmindedly like, here, here's a Netflix password. Here's your account. You know, go into the world. Enjoy. Uh, Little did I know a few days later, my mom gets in touch with me and she says my dad was shocked that, you know, like myself and all his kids, we just watch Netflix. He's like, what do they watch on there? It's it's full of nudity. (laughs) And this is to show you that I think the exact opposite of you when it comes to this. I definitely was not thinking of checking if something is appropriate for my parents before, you know, giving him access.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't live in the same country as... Uh, my parents either but I'm definitely kind of like a helicopter child so to speak so I do think of these things of, of what they might think just because I growing up you know that's how that's how they they looked at things and that hasn't really changed and so I always keep that in the back of my mind the last thing I want is to to get an earful about you know inappropriate scenes or whatever and and it's just too much drama for me to handle it and so it's better to just kind of look through things, check some things, even like if there's like um, something that I've read, uh, I'll take a judgment call of whether I sh- should share it or not. You know, just looking out for them in the sense that, you know, I'm pro- like it's, it's kind of like looking out for them and protecting them from an ever-changing world that they might not really be kind of used to. And I think that's what Grace and Frankie's kids do as well, in that way that they think that like their parents are kind of fragile, maybe, or that they don't really have a grasp on this new world that they uh, didn't really grow up in, but just kind of find themselves in now in, you know, in their mid 60s versus being like a digital native or growing up with certain things. But something that my mom said to me a few years ago really stuck with me. She said, You age on the outside, but on the inside, you still feel like you're in your 20s. We really see that come to life in Grace and Frankie. They've had more adventures in their 60s than I have in my 30s. And so, of course, there's a need for parents to maintain their independence, because I can imagine if I was in my 60s, I'd still want a certain level of autonomy in how I live my life. But it's so hard for them to ask for help when health issues get in the way. And we see that in Grace and Frankie too, like when Grace had that knee issue or Frankie's mini strokes, both insisting everything is fine to the point where they have a slogan uh, or a motto that they live by now, which is fuck it. Um, especially when Grace says it, I think it's hilarious. I'm like just Fuck it. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Why do you think that they um, – you know, why do you think that they they keep putting on that front, that tough front for our benefit?
1: You know, I think it's, it's multiple things at play here. I think one of the things at the heart of this could be independence and what it means to you. Um, you know, we go through life as kids waiting to grow up. You know, we want to get that full autonomy of our lives. Like in some cultures, it's when you turn 18 and in some others, when you turn 21, that's when you get to establish your independence from your family. You know, no one has control over your life anymore. You get to do what you want. And then, of course, you get into adulthood, and and that is the case. Most of the time, you're able to just make your own decisions and answer to no one. And I think you get to a point where it's really hard to give that up. And so for Grace and Frankie, they go through this massive change in their 60s. And on top of that, they have to deal with, you know, some health issues as they age. But... It's like because of that, because of this massive change that they went through, they're in a more volatile position because they need even more to prove that they're going to be okay regardless of what happened. And somehow giving up their independence or asking for help or support, it feels like it might jeopardize that, that independence and that strong exterior that they're trying to put out. So when I reflect on it, I feel like it could be an issue of Independence and pride and strength and control, and I've thought about it for myself. Like, how would I deal with it when I'm older? Because the concept of being a strong, independent woman is is very important to me personally. But also, you know, it's like, where do you draw the line, and where do you also accept that, you know, that or accept that you need help, or even accept help as something that is good for you and doesn't necessarily threaten this strong exterior you're trying to present so yeah that could be what i think is you know coming into play in the case of grace and frankie
0: yeah i think you're right i mean if i i think it's also generational in the sense that you know the women before us help pave the way for us to have this independence that we you know take for granted and it's You know, it's it's because of them and they worked hard to gain control over their lives and, you know, to try and get things done or, you know, to live their life their way. And so but I think that's a side effect. So, you know, they reach a certain age and they've had this independence and autonomy that they've worked so hard for, like you said. Um, So it becomes very hard to accept help. But I think it's also a generational thing because our current generation is learning a lot of new things, prioritizing mental health, for example, wasn't something that, you know, was even a subject of conversation or something that that was okay to talk about just a few years ago and now it's being destigmatized. Mental health is at the forefront of many conversations and we hear a lot of things like, it's okay to not be okay how to ask for help. We're getting equipped with all this knowledge and information on how to take care of our mental health and how to reach out, how to create support groups. So I think, you know, hopefully by the time we reach that age, I think this this scene would look quite different because asking for help is deemed okay and it does not come at the expense of your independence or losing control of your life.
1: That's a very interesting perspective. And uh, yes, I hope that that's going to be the case. I agree with you.
0: Over the seasons uh, in the show, Grace and Frankie become a real team. Uh, They found a startup together. What would you like us to do with it? What do you think they want us to do with it? I had a feeling this morning. I had a feeling don't go to the beach. Come on, Carol. Get out of here before they tie us to our chairs and force us to watch blue movies. No, oh, please, no, don't go. Oh,
1: Lord. oh Arlene, I'm so sorry. I, I honestly didn't mean to offend anybody.
0: It's okay. We'll stop off at Chili's on our way home. A molten lava cake will calm them down. And I'm not going to say what it is because it'll take the fun out of the show if people haven't watched it yet. Yep. But they found a startup together, they lean on each other rather than depending on their kids. They've also changed as people as a result of their influence over each other. What are your thoughts on their friendship over the seasons? This
1: might actually be my favorite question so far because this friendship is actually my favorite element of the show. So if you remember, Grace and Frankie don't necessarily start off on the best foot, you know, without giving away too much. This friendship doesn't necessarily, you know, just start from the beginning of the show. So I've really enjoyed seeing how they evolved as people, uh, both independently, but also as friends. And I've enjoyed seeing how this friendship has evolved and what it meant for them. Because as individuals, they're two very, very different women, right? And these differences end up coming together in a very meaningful and positive and uplifting way, which really is, I feel, the essence of the show. After all, it's called Grace and Frankie. So you you can't really have one without the other as far as the show is concerned. And that's what, to me, makes it such a feel-good show because of this uplifting message and this message of hope for these older women who are strong, but then they're stronger together. And they find a way together to take back control of their lives. So I really, really enjoyed seeing this friendship evolve over um, the seasons this mutual love and admiration that they have for each other
0: okay now we have to talk about Grace and Frankie's love lives corn huskers (laughs)
1: lumberjacks
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) what the fuck am I doing Are you all right? No, no. Grace had this stupid idea that you were flirting with me, so I tried to flirt back. You couldn't tell.
1: I thought you were having a stroke.
0: (laughs) I'm terrible at this. I haven't got an idea. I love that even though they got divorced, you know, in their late 60s or mid 60s, they didn't give up on love at their age. I mean, their dating and relationship adventures make the rest of us look so boring. I like how they've normalized it, to be honest. Um, Like, sure, you can be 70 and still look for the right person to match your life stage. Linking it back to our culture, Arab culture, anecdotally, women in that age group who have divorced or become widows are unlikely to get back out there. Do you think we will see a cultural shift with our generation when it comes to finding love?
1: Hmm. It's really hard to talk about this, you know, from the perspective of, first of all, we have to think about it from the perspective of a whole generation, but also we're talking about it from that cultural lens of, you know, our generation as Arabs. So I think Grace and Frankie have done a very good job, first of all, like you said, in normalizing looking for love later in life, that's also, I don't think, something that we see portrayed in the media very much or portrayed in TV shows and movies very much. So I love that start of making this less uncommon. Uh, I, I think about how I've personally thought about, you know, some of the older celebrities who get married two, three times and still go out there and still find love again. And you have Mariah Carey dating her dancer, you have Halle Berry, you know, all these women that you think, oh, that after a certain age, it's like, are you too old to find someone to be with? And for that to become slowly more normalized in the Western culture, I could only hope that they, this will eventually rub off on, you know, on us and our part of the world. But. Yeah, maybe if we see more shows like Grace and Frankie that not only normalize it, but also break that culture barrier that we can see sometimes. Um, So maybe if they become more popular in our part of the world, you know, maybe it would normalize this for older women to think that, yeah, there's nothing stopping me from putting myself out there after a certain age or or still being able to relate to other people or find love, um, even if I'm 60 or 70. I'd love for that to be the case, to be honest.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, I'd love to see more of those storylines in Arabic TV shows. Um, right now, it's it's quite, you know, one dimensional where it's like, you know, the mother, you know, um, who's a widow, like Meskina or whatever. Um, but yeah, I definitely like to, to see that more um, rather than them getting sidelined. It would be good to have them more as lead characters, just the way that we see Grace and Frankie. Um, and I hope I hope that our generation, you know, shifts the needle in real life. I mean, I don't necessarily agree about, like, the celebrity thing because celebrities are definitely not representative of reality at all. <laughs> um, I, I think they just, they lead, like, it's a parallel universe to me, like, cele- you know, the world of celebrities um, to, to people, you know, it, your average Joe or your average Jane. But I think our current generation has done a really good job destigmatizing divorce and, you know, that it's okay if you're not happy and you want to part ways, that it's okay and there's nothing bad about it. And also your life doesn't stop. You know, people are, you know, getting remarried or entering new relationships. I think that that whole destigmatization. Um, by our generation is a good step forward, and I think on the back of that, I well, I hope that we also destigmatize, you know, finding love at any age, you know, regardless, you know, and regardless of your uh, of your circumstances or, or your life stage, that you, you know, that you find the right person to spend that time with. And with that, I want to thank you, NaNo, for joining me today on season two.
1: Thank you, NaNo, for having me and, you know, Grace and Frankie is one of my personal favorite shows so it's amazing to be able to have this discussion with you.
0: I can't wait for the final season to finally air. If you enjoyed Grace and Frankie, you might also enjoy The Kaminsky Method starring Michael Douglas. It's a really, really great show. Also very lighthearted, and a great watch. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time, happy watching!